Well, hey everyone, it's Nathan from Faith and Other Oddities, and I just wanted to take a, a minute and talk to you. Um, this week, um, we're wrapping up, I generally don't try to reference the timeline or the calendar, but we're wrapping up Thanksgiving break this week. Um, so we don't have a full show for you, but it's kind of interesting after this week, uh, after this particular Thanksgiving break, um, it's the first day of Hanukkah. And as the feast and festivals are supposed to do it, it got me really pondering and thinking about the history of the church and Judaism. And one of the things that I find interesting, a lot of people don't realize, is Hanukkah is actually mentioned in the Bible. Um, we don't, it's not, the word is not there in most translations. Some of them will re- translate it as Hanukkah. Um, but in John 10, 22, we see Jesus going to the Feast of the Dedication. Um, some, some places I've seen it referred to as the Festival Feast of Lights, um, but it's there. And so I got to, to thinking about this because it reminded me also of one of my favorite and most misunderstood verses in the Bible is when Jesus talks about new wine and old wineskins, and you can find that um, in I believe it's Luke uh, 33 through 39. And the, the Pharisees are asking Jesus why he and his disciples don't partake in fasting the same way that uh, John and his disciples do. And Jesus answers, his, his answer is um, that you don't put new wine into old wineskins because the wineskins the, the wine expands, and the, the, the new skins can't stretch, and they burst, and you'll spell out the new wine. And then he goes on to say, um, no one who has drunk old wine will desire new wine. So I've heard a lot of things about this passage in my life. Um, I've heard a lot of speculation about what it means, and more often than not, I, I hear people say that Jesus is talking about John and his disciples as being old wineskins who can't handle new wine, the new wine being Jesus and his teaching, or possibly Christianity, something of that nature. But those translations kind of fall short, because if you read the rest of it, and Jesus says, if you've had the new wine, you don't want the—if you've had the old wine, there's no way you would want the new wine. So if he's saying that the old wine's better than the new wine, there's no way he's talking about himself versus Judaism. And so I, I ran over as I was thinking about this, just kind of refresh myself. One of the, the best teachers that I've read on this is uh, Dr. Brad Young. And what he has to say, um, I'm not going to read his, his entire passage here, but uh, in his book, Jesus, the Jewish Theologian, um, fantastic book, and I actually have met Dr. Young, I got to work with him a few years back, kind of a long story I'll tell another time. But he's just a delightful person to be around. Um, he's, he spent a lot of time of his life just studying uh, the, the Jewish roots of Christianity and, and what that means for our faith. And... But what he talks about here when he goes into this, this passage, because it's largely misunderstood, is what Jesus is saying, because we have to understand the, the context. So John and the Pharisees, the Pharisees, of course, we all want to—everyone wants to badmouth them as the people trying to be holier than thou. Um, it's kind of become a slang term for hypocrite in our day, which is, which is kind of sad, because there's a lot of nuance that we lose when we just throw everyone under—the Pharisees all under the bus of hypocrisy. Um, so 
I'm not going to go too far into that tangent, but we also have John at the same time. He's part of, we're, we're not exactly sure if he's part of the Essenes or part of the, the uh, whatever was going on with the Qumran community with Dead Sea Scrolls and things like that. But his, his party had kind of broken away from traditional mainstream Judaism, and they were instituting along side or sometimes counter to the Pharisees, these additional fasting days uh, that were going on. And what's interesting is both the Pharisees and this community that John was a part of, and I'm, you know, I'm not going into the full details here, but, but they were trying to bring about spiritual revival in Judaism. And they thought that doing so, uh, doing the extra fasting and extra prayer days and, and putting more more times of holiness on the festival could could create kind of an epicenter of holiness that would draw all of of uh, Israel back into this revival. And Jesus's Jesus' response is, "You can't tack this new stuff on. You can't try to fill the Torah commands. You can't try to to take God's goodness and the old wine. You can't replace that old wine." with these new ideas and these new festivals, these new fast days, and expect that those are going to bring about the holiness that, you're, that you want. Because what's going to happen is when people tear it, you know, tear it open and really start examining, your wineskin's not going to hold water or wine. You know, it's, the, the argument's not going to hold water. People are going to see right through it. They're going to find out that you've added on to the Bible. You've added on to the Torah. So. I have that in mind, and I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking, well, but we have also in John 10, verses 22 and 23, where he goes to what is Hanukkah. Now, most, again, most translations say either the, fest, the Feast of Dedication, or the, some, I've seen the Feast of Lights. Um, there are a couple of translations that do have, uh, that just straight up uh, translate it as Hanukkah. Uh, Dr. Young also has a translation um, it's called the Gospel of John from the Mouth of Yochanan. Um, so it's um, it's based based on the idea of of translating the Greek with, through Hebrew idioms and things like that. I don't understand all the translations process on it, but um, he just has it straight in the text. At this at this time, the Feast of Hanukkah took place. So. This really brought up some interesting questions in my mind, because here we have Jesus uh, talking in—was it Luke? I can't remember the reference, now that I put the the book down here. Um, But we have Jesus uh, talking in Luke, basically saying, "You, you shouldn't tack things onto the Torah, but then we have him in John going to celebrate something that obviously wasn't prescribed in Torah, because it was something that was removed several hundred years from the writing of Moses and and whoever else helped compile those five books, right? So it lead me to to some questions. It's like, what do we do with this? And number one, the first question I had was, you know, because my family, uh, we we do actually a little bit of we do observe Hanukkah a little bit, even though we are not Jewish by descent. Um, we don't think it makes us any holier, and we don't make a big deal of it. We just we uh, have our menorah. We uh, say the blessings, and we uh, we just have a time to remember and educate ourselves uh, that God provides, right? That, and that's 
that's kind of where we are with that. And now I, we had some friends who, uh, we did have some Jewish friends, and they, they said that they're okay with us doing that. Um, they gave us some pointers and, and uh, told us about some things that we'd actually overlooked, and that we're glad we were able to get corrected this year. And, um, but that's, you know, it's part of how we learn. So in light of, you know, the, the, the passage in Luke and the passage of John, you know, I have a lot of times hear people ask, well, should Christians celebrate Hanukkah? And I don't think there's an, uh, a should or ought to involved at all in this. I think we can. But I think as we do it, we ought to understand that this is not something that makes us more holy. Now, one of the questions I did have, and I'm just going to throw this out there just because it's a fun thought experiment. I'm going to throw this out, and then I'm going to get on with my point and let you guys go wrap up your holiday weekend, spend time, you know, last little bit of time with or without your families, get rested up, because go back to work. One of the things that I have a question about is I, I was curious about this, and if anyone has anything out there, I couldn't find it. I want to know when the blessings were written, because in the blessings, the, the, you bless God as the one who has commanded us, quote, to kindle the Hanukkah lights. And so I want to know, was this blessing, was it part of the celebration that Jesus attended? And if so, did Jesus say the blessing along with the others? What does that mean for canon? What does that mean? That puts a strong emphasis on the story that you find in what are referred to as the apocryphal books. Now, I couldn't find any information on, uh, on when that was, so if you have anything, uh, I asked Emily. She couldn't find anything. Of course, she, you know, we just kind of did a, a cursory look, because I just kind of was just rolling these things around in my head this afternoon as we're, we're coming up on, again, the end of Thanksgiving and the beginning of Hanukkah. And I just want to kind of just pose that question, uh, if anyone has anything out there. And I also want to have everyone just consider whether or not, you know, is it a good thing to celebrate Hanukkah? Because if Jesus was doing it, we're supposed to imitate him. Should we do it? Does it make us more holy? I don't, I don't think it does. I think it definitely is time to, to sit together and as a family with friends, loved ones, that you, you sit together and you, you ponder what was happening and what people were up against and whether you know, you're being attacked by uh, Rome or not, uh, then God's going to provide. And it's a story about God's people enduring. And I think that's beautiful. So I think what we really look at here is we have when Jesus, on one hand, says he's not doing the extra stuff, and then on the other hand, does something that's not in Torah. We just have to look at and go, sometimes life is just about our context. It's about what we're trying to do. It's about we're not trying to earn salvation. We're not trying to force God's hand by extra fasting. We're not trying to force God's hand uh, by trying to be more holy. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't fast because there's, that's a whole other study. But a lot of people want to take that passage in Luke and make it about whether or not Christians should fast. That's not what it's about. It's about we don't earn, we don't earn our salvation. But when God has provided for us, we go back to 1022 in John, when God's provided for us, then we celebrate. So I'm going to leave you with that. 
Let me know what you think. If you have any thoughts, questions, if you know roughly when those Hanukkah blessings were put forth, send them my way. If they were around during the time of Jesus, what are your thoughts about that? I want to hear from you. And uh, on behalf of Emily, because I know she's, she's been just swamped. She hosted the, the holidays this year. On behalf of Emily and myself and all of the Raven Creek family, I do want to say thank you. I want to say I hope everyone was safe out there. For those of you celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Let's, let's just reflect on God's goodness and his greatness. And next week, we should have a full show for you, both hosts. In the meantime, everybody, have a great week. Have a great rest of the year. Be safe during the holidays. Go spend some time with your loved ones. Celebrate God's goodness. Thanks. Bye.